Want to know the tea on savings? During your mortgage application, you'll be showing your ability to meet your monthly repayments. One of the best ways to do this is showing regular monthly savings. But here's the thing. These savings can include any rent that you currently pay. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The First Time Buyer's Bible by Bank of Ireland. Demystifying the home buying journey through conversations with experts. Welcome back to another week at the First Time Buyers Bible. It is stunning to have you with us. I'm here with Joanne Geary, who is a marketing director at MyHome.ie, owned by the Irish Times. Previously, she has spent 10 years driving the Sherry Fitzgerald brand as director of marketing and innovation. And before that, held a board level marketing role for Savills Ireland. What a stunning CV. Like, I absolutely love being in front of a woman who, like, what an amazing career. I'd love to hear more. Well, I suppose I've been in property a long time and I've always loved property. One of those people from when I was young in school, just loved looking at the ads in the Irish Times, for example. So I've always been fascinated with property. I've renovated houses, I've bought and sold just for myself personally. So and I think it's an industry, certainly for women, it's become a lot more accessible. It probably Mm -hmm. wasn't as accessible back in the day when I was joining. Um, But it's a great industry to be involved in because it's very people orientated, very relationship orientated. And also very visual. And I think for anyone who's a bit creative or has a bit of marketing bias or creativity bias to them, it's a great industry to be involved in. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it, it is nice that it's opening up so much more as a rumour. It's not just one woman in there if there is a woman at all, you know. Yeah. And I think you'll find in residential property there are, you know, it's more of a 50-50 split now between yes. men and women actually as estate agents. Mm-hmm. In commercial, it wouldn't, commercial property wouldn't be quite the it's same type there. of balance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, And certainly in the field I'm in, which is more in the digital marketplace sphere, invariably, you know, it tends to be more male dominated, but there are more women entering the the fray as well, which is good to see. Yes, it's always good. Yeah. More women everywhere is what I say. (laughs) A bit more balance. So I'd love to hear more about myhome.ie. It's the search engine I would use when I'm looking at stuff in Ireland. So it is a property search marketplace owned by the Irish Times. We have about 85,000 users a day on the site and on the app. So it's quite well trafficked, you know, and and used um, very progressively by people. So it's a big number. We've seen our inquiries grow by 20% in the year. So we've added more agents onto my home. So agents list properties on my home. That's Mm -hmm. how we make our revenue. It's how we make our money. Predominantly, we don't charge, you know, the users obviously are the consumer. So it's a very well trafficked site. We have 100,000 followers on social media, which we've grown pretty substantially in the last two years. And we also have about 100,000 people who receive our online magazine, My Home Living, every Friday from us. So oh, fab. And, and lands on a Friday. It lands on a I Friday. I love a Friday read. Friday is a great day to for people to get engaged with property information because yes. they're thinking about their weekend. Invariably, they might have some viewings coming up 
you know, the usual viewings on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday tends to be a, a good time we find to engage people, certainly on email, because they see it coming in. They might open it, store it and say, I'll have a, a browse to that yeah. on my way home or with a cup of coffee on Saturday it's morning. It's so funny you say that because a lot of my friends that send me what do you think of this house? Is this the right price per square foot? Like, what would you do with this bathroom? Yeah. It's always Fridays. It's so interesting. You're right. It is when you start thinking more about yourself. Yeah. And you, like, probably your home and your space yeah. is the end of the working week. Yeah. I mean, no big surprise either that the Irish Times produces property supplement on Thursday, the ah. residential supplement. Um, so that would feed into that. People are becoming a bit more kind of you know, winding down a little bit and work with a view to the weekend. Fascinating. We also see that the busiest times on the site tend to be your typical kind of commuter times. That's less so since COVID and the whole hybrid office working thing has uh, affected all of us. Uh, Lunch times still to be very, still are very busy. You know, lots of people on the site at lunchtime Mm -hmm. engaging with email. And again, around seven, eight o'clock in the evening. That's when they're at home, they're sitting down maybe with a beer, a glass of wine and they're taking the time in the evening as well. So, yeah, it it varies in terms of busyness, but uh, it's a very active site. 25% of our traffic comes from overseas. So, oh, wow, you're you're one of those 25%. (laughs) Um, And certainly what's driving that is the expat, you know, people that are living in Boston or New York or Singapore or wherever they are. So they're logging on to their paper, their examiner or Irish Times and they're seeing a property story that has a My Home link and they're coming onto the site. So 25% overseas traffic is a very strong lead for agents, certainly that would be selling typical properties down around the coastal locations, Kinsale, Dunbarvin, would would tend to get a lot of holiday home traffic from overseas from us as well. The dream. The dream. Oh my God. Yeah. You really know your customer, your your user really well. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's a couple of different users on, on my home. There's people that are just browsing. They're just interested in property. They have no intention of moving or selling or buying. So they're just people having a property browse. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've categorized those people and they just love looking at property. Um, And then you have people who are getting ready, who are researching the market, looking at price trends, what's coming up in the area. Maybe they're not mortgage approved yet, but they're just educating themselves on what's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And certainly that's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have what we call hot buyers. So there are people who are actively emailing agents, booking in for viewings, you know, bidding on properties. So actively in that process of searching the market mm-hmm. um, or, or indeed searching for agents to sell their house. Yeah. So you've got the kind of the lukewarm, you know, just kind of not really that interested in the transaction piece at all. I'm just there for a browse. Then yeah. you've got the researchers and then you've got the hot buyers. Nice. So they tend to be, that's the kind of breakdown that we would have. Nice. When would you advise people to start their search? I think the earlier you can start, the better really. And even if you're not mortgage approved, I would advise anyone to come onto my home to really just getting a sense of the prices that are that are being charged in an area, say. Yeah. Just start getting a bit of a feel for prices, how long properties are on the market as well and the types of properties that tend to come on. You'll certainly see in that kind of year the seasonality <laughs> piece that, you know, December, very few listings. Yeah. Some do come on, but it, it tends to be a lot lower. So December, first two weeks of January are typically quiet. There yeah. isn't a huge amount of stock there. So and I think people who are maybe not used to the market, you know, find that 
a little bit surprising sometimes. Or they get scared. It comes off the the kids' holidays when things mm-hmm. kind of slow down a bit mm-hmm. in October and then it slows down again into December and I think people start to panic because yeah. they're like, I was planning on moving into something in the new year. Yeah. But I think if you're used to the market slowing down a bit and the rush. Yeah, yeah. And if you think of the average time it takes to purchase a property from when your offer is accepted to that closing. On average, it's about three months in Mm -hmm. Ireland still, a little bit more than that in certain cases. Same in London, yeah. Yeah, so, and people again kind of feel, why does it take that long? And surely, you know, if the title is clean and there's no issues with the, the purchase and I have my mortgage and it's all kind of ready to go, why should it take three months? It does. It a lesson. I've tried to explain this to people sometimes. It just yeah. does. Trust me, you don't want it to go too quick. Yeah. Like in the States, it's like two weeks you can close. Exactly. You do not want this to close. Like yeah. three months is a lovely time. Yeah. it's Because you have a lot to do. You have a to lot do. to do in that three months, you yeah. know, and and three months is probably optimistic. Three months is when there's nothing weird exactly. going on. There's and nothing sinister yeah. creeping. And nothing yeah. comes out of the woodwork, you know. Yeah. Um, but typically people are searching for at least six months, at least, if not a lot longer before they're in a position to actually go, right, you know, I'm ready to make an offer now. Yeah. So I, look, my, my simple answer is start as early as you can. If you have a notion of buying in the next year or two, get on my home, start doing your research, set up your property alerts. Yes. So if you have an idea that maybe you want to live in Milltown, say, or if you want to live in Ballyvalan and Cork or wherever it is, you know, set up your alert for that area. If you want to buy at like 250 to 350, say, and that's your budget, set up your alert for that range. And the beauty of the alerts is you can decide yourself, do you want to get an alert instantly if a new Mm -hmm. property comes up or do you want to get one once a day or weekly or and you can set the time of day that you want to receive that it's email great. alert. Yeah. And you can you can set up multiple alerts if you, you want to for different areas, which I find fantastic. Yeah. So I personally have alerts set up at work constantly to yeah. come in. So I'm always aware. But my personal search to be able to tailor that is just so yeah. important. And it yeah, keeps and your finger what, on the pulse. Yeah, and, and that's what people want. For me, I wouldn't necessarily want an email instantly, every, but I might want that email at lunchtime when yeah. I have a bit more time to go, right, I'm going to look, mm-hmm. look at my um, my emails from my home at lunchtime. And, and that's what I'll spend top. You know, that's one yeah. thing. You're, it'll be at the top of your inbox. Yeah. Sometimes I'm going in to find something and I'm seeing other things in my eyeline that are stressing me out or yeah. I need to unsubscribe from that. If I know that something's coming in at one and I'm sitting at my desk, that's like tailoring it yeah. to you. Like that's the beauty of property search yeah. now. Yeah. So if you were saying to somebody like setting up the perfect search, mm-hmm. how would you start mm-hmm. if you were somebody was just starting a search tomorrow? Well, the first thing I would say to somebody is decide on your location first. Mm-hmm. OK. And if you think that your budget, maybe you have a budget of let's just pick 400,000, right? I would still set my alert for maybe properties up to 500,000 mm-hmm. because I just like to see you know, if there's something at 420 or 425, mm-hmm. I'd at least like to know and use that as a comparison yes. for a property that might be there at like 375, say. And sometimes you'll see that properties can, can go on overvalued and they might 
come back down in price in a you know a few weeks or a few months time if the property hasn't sold and maybe then it falls into closer to your actual budget. So the first thing I would say is pick your location mm-hmm. and be reasonably open minded on that. So again, if I was picking Milltown in Dublin as an example, I might pick the two or three locations in on the hinterland of Milltown, pushing out a little bit further. Because what we've seen in the market here is certainly if I look back to asking prices last year, in the first half of the year, we were asking prices inflating to the tune of about 12 percent. Wow. So now it's come back, you know, a certain extent. We're at about 3 percent asking price inflation at the moment based Mm -hmm. on our my home data. So that, you know, very strong inflationary pressure that was in housing last year started to peter off a little bit. So what you can see there is that there might have been some frothy values put on some properties at the back end of last year. Mm -hmm. And now those properties the prices have started to come down a little bit, down to more realistic price range. And they disappear. So I find if you're not searching the bracket a little bit above you, the minute it comes into your bracket, gone. Yeah, it's gone. It goes so quickly. It's good to be aware of things coming down. And you can monitor it. And the other good feature in my home, which again, you know, I would encourage people to look at, is we have a price change feature. So if you're again, if you're looking at Milltown as an example and you're looking at a particular property there, at the end of that brochure page, you can see all the price changes that have happened Amazing. in Milltown in the previous number of months. So Amazing. you can see are prices going up in the area? Are they starting to come down? Are they just broadly the same? That's really, really good research information. Yeah, vital Because data. it's our information telling you that. You're not getting it second or third hand. It's actual fact of what's happening in the market. Mm-hmm. Reliable data. Yeah. So look at the price change feature. So set up your price alert. Be specific enough on your location, but take in a few surrounding areas. Pitch your price point a little bit above what your actual budget is for that you know, price that may come down. May, 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 <laughs> I say. And then look at the price change features as well on the site and just track what's happening in that area. Yeah. And that gives people, I think, a very good sense of what's happening in that particular location. The other feature that's interesting for people is the property price register, which is the actual database of properties that contains the final sold price. So mm-hmm. what you have in my home are asking prices, We all know, certainly when it comes to secondhand property, that the final sale price can differ. On our last report, which is the quarter three report for this year, so still very current, we did a full analysis of all the property price register sold prices against the asking price for that property that was in my home. And on average, the final sold price was about 3% over the asking. So not a huge, you know, swing, Mm -hmm. which is good news, I think, for, for buyers. But I think it is a good little statistic to remember and a good rule of thumb. If you're looking at an asking price today, just factor in maybe what a three to five percent kind of final sold price might be like. That is such good advice. Now, the data that you see in the property price register is a few months old, Mm -hmm. right? But certainly what we can see in this market, as I sit here today in early November with you, we're at a point in the cycle where prices are kind of stabilised. 3% 3% asking price inflation this year is kind of a, a, a nice market to be in, actually, because you're not looking at prices that are going to run away from us, mm-hmm. like the 12% that it was last year, midpoint of last year. So 3% asking price inflation, which will slow down a little bit now as we get to 
the final quarter of the year, as mm-hmm. we know, tends to be a bit more sluggish. Yeah. So we'll probably finish the year out at asking prices being up about one and a half or two percent, I would say. Yeah. That's what our forecast would tell us. So the message in that for buyers is the market isn't going to run away from you. So if there is a property on my home at the moment and there is an asking price, you know, the final sale price if there is competitive bidding on it, is at most probably going to go for 3% over the asking, there or thereabouts. Now, every situation is different. Of course, if of you course. get three or four people really going after a property, someone who's got cash versus somebody who's a mortgage, mm-hmm. or whatever, there will always be outliers to that. Yeah. But it's a good little, I think, bit of advice and probably based on data, not based on what agents are saying. This is based on... I love basing things on data. Yeah. I just think in property, it's it's what you can rely on. And my home has no vested interest in talking the market up or down. You yeah, know, we're yeah. just here to report on what we see. So demand has remained really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and why do I say that? We've got an increased population here in mm-hmm. Ireland. If you look back to the census in 2016, um, the census told us there was just over 5.1 million people living here. We all can see what's happened since 2016. There's been an increase in the population mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Since that time, we've only built 120,000 new houses for those people to live in. So we don't have enough stock. Not you at know, all. It's a real issue in this marketplace. Mm. Very strong demand, very low supply. That's why asking prices have stayed up and have continued to increase, albeit at more modest levels. So I don't see that changing because consumer sentiment is still very robust and strong when it comes to property. If you look at some reports that have come out recently from the Banking and Payments Federation, they also told us that the highest number of mortgages were approved in July of this year since the Celtic Tiger. So since 2005-2006. Wow. So, so again, if I'm a buyer, what I hear in that is there's more people approved with a mortgage approval today than there was a number of months ago. That means more competition, more demand for a property I might also be interested in buying. Yes, that's what I would instantly be like. Oh, yeah. New girls in town. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So and we've also seen big increases from the CSO in terms of employ employed adults living at home with their parents, people who've had to move back in home mm-hmm. and people sharing accommodation. So big increases in both of those cohorts. Again, that's pent up demand are people that will be waiting to get on the market. Mm-hmm. So the demand is remarkably strong in the Irish property market. Supply is very constrained. I think for both of those reasons, you're going to see asking prices still starting to nudge up a little bit and yeah. stay up. Yeah. I'm always being asked by people, do you think there's going to be another crash? And do you think the world is going to fall out of the property market again? I've, I've been in property so long. I've worked through Celtic Tiger and the property crash and nothing would suggest to me at the moment that there is another property crash coming at all. Right. Because we have never been so careful yeah. in terms of lending. Exactly. We have never been more exposed to a thorough search and processes and a lot that was going on before. You could almost sense it coming. Yeah. But right now there's so much red tape I feel the exact same as you in that way. I think obviously interest rates and stuff like that is a different situation. But I think in terms of like a lot of people ending up in negative equity, I don't see it going that way because the demand is just, you know. It is, yeah. And because the supply is so constrained. And 
certainly why I would feel a lot more confident about the market today than I might have back in 2006 or 2007. We have very stringent lending rules, as you've yeah. alluded to now, um, which keeps control on people's mm-hmm. affordability and, and what banks can lend them. And yeah. that's a good thing. Yes, it absolutely is a good thing. So look, coming back to your original question about search, I think there is a lot of tools on my home there. People just need to dive in, set up the alert, alerts. And you can change your alert as well. Like if of you're like, you can, yeah. of these have a garden and I want a garden, you can put in your keyword. Yeah, you yeah know. And keep filtering it, yeah. you know. Let's talk about your type. People differ and so do mortgages. Some mortgages provide certainty when it comes to monthly repayments, while others can fluctuate up and down. Matching you to the right mortgage couldn't be easier. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. There was one very good tip, actually, that I came across a few years ago, because people can be very unsure about locations. So Mm. say they realise that their budget is maybe less than what they thought they could afford. So Mm -hmm. they've had to change their idea of where they can afford to buy in. But they're not so sure about the area and they don't really know much about a particular area. So I got a really good tip from somebody a few years ago, which really resonated with me. And their tip was, if you want to really get to know the area, maybe take an Airbnb there for a weekend. Oh my God. Or, you know, go just check into a hotel if you can afford it or a guest or anything, you know, and just spend the weekend getting to know the area. Yeah. And walking around a few of the neighbourhoods and streets that you might like the look of. Mm -hmm. Um, Just get a sense of what's the local pub like, what's the local cafe like, what are the parks? like what are the square how what's the walking distance to the school there's nothing like basing yourself in the area for a weekend so true and walking your commute absolutely so that's what I always say to people because my husband always says let's drive to the viewing and I'm like we're not dri- we're walking yeah as you and we can lead. drive the second one yeah exactly yeah. and like when I go to a restaurant I always look <laughs> if I can't decide what to order I look at the geotag on Instagram to see what people have taken pictures of, of the plates yeah. so then I can see like oh wow well, the soup looks nice you know yeah. but I think you can look into areas by looking in search engines like that and people will have just taken daily shots or something I wouldn't be basing an entire search on it yeah. but it is a way to experience because a lot of people spend a half an hour in a viewing and then you're committing yeah. to a mortgage and a lifestyle somewhere it's so bang on to experience yeah. daily life in, in a place. You exactly. Know? You know, and keep going back there, even if there is a particular property that you're interested in and maybe you're still actively bidding on it. Go back at different times of the day. Go at night. Know, go at night. 9pm. Get on Google Earth, see what the neighbours' back gardens look like. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. it's all of that kind of stuff. So you can't do enough research, really, mm-hmm. you know, and but by physically basing yourself in the area, I thought that was a super idea. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, great. Yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's such a good idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, totally. For first time buyers, do you recommend only searching online, searching with an agent? A lot of people say that you, sh- you can only find a property if you're on an agency's black book, etc. What's your advice there? So I think you have to do a blend of the two, actually. And nothing is as, as informative as actually getting out and going to viewings. So what I would say to people, 
if they're not quite ready to jump in and start making offers, maybe they're not mortgage approved yet and they're just kind of still doing a bit of research and you don't feel comfortable booking in for one on one viewings, just mm. go to open viewings. Many agents offer open Great viewings. Tip. And you're there Great with tip. 20 or 30 other people, you know, but yeah. actually what's interesting at those open viewings, I find, is you're kind of earwigging a bit and you're yes. listening to other people's conversation. And the kind of things they're asking the agent that you can, gosh, I didn't even think of that, actually. And that kind of gets you comfortable totally. with the whole I'm now in the market trying to buy something. Yeah. And how to walk around the house. Yeah. Sometimes people miss things because the worst case scenario is seeing your perfect home on your first viewing. Yeah. You need to see. You do. A lot, you, I think. Yeah, you do. And it is time consuming. And certainly I would say to people, you have to plan first. Yeah, yeah. You have to sit down and dedicate a chunk of time every week. Yeah. It's a bit like job hunting or dating. It's even definitely on, like dating. dating. It is definitely like dating. You know, yeah. So you have to say, well, I'm setting up the alerts every lunchtime or, you know, every day I'm going to check my alerts and I'm going to make a plan on what properties I'm going to see Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday morning, whatever. Yeah. And know that you're dedicating that time to it. Uh, it takes time. Start with open viewings first if you're not comfortable, as I say. And then when you're getting out there at viewings, you'll be meeting agents. Mm -hmm. So back to your original question, should you be kind of veering more towards online or where does the agent come in? Creating a bit of a relationship with agents in your local area is very worthwhile to do. Yes. Because if agents get to know you and they go, oh, they were they were at a property around the corner last week. They get to know that you're actively in the market. An agent will start asking you, you know, are you mortgage ready? Have you something to sell? What's your kind of ideal property? So they'll start profiling you, which effectively is what they're doing. And invariably, they'll say, look, would you like to join our da database? And I'll send you an alert if something suitable comes up in the area. But get to know them. And yeah. they're, the agents are on the go a lot. They're very busy. And if you're memorable and you're standing out to them as somebody who's really motivated to buy, you have your mortgage um, approved, you're ready to go, you're very clear on what you want to buy and you keep, you know, going back to them. Maybe if they send you an email alert, say, look, it's not quite what we were thinking, but just remind you, I'm still looking for southwesterly garden, not a yes. north face garden, yeah. whatever your criteria are. They will remember you. Of course. And people can speak so negatively about agents, right? But I deal with agents all day, every day. And there's great agents and there's not so great agents. But an agent's job is to match a person to a property. They work on commission as well, right? So the only way you can match someone to a property for you is for them to know exactly what you want. Yeah. The standoff, I see it all the time between the first-time buyer and the agent. And instead, this could be more of a softer relationship where it's marrying each other properly, you know? Yeah. So I just find if you can put in the gems around your search, like the five things you want in a property. Like you say, the garden, it has to be three bed, but I am willing to compromise in X, Y and Z. You will naturally be at the forefront of their thoughts when they're valuing something or on a Monday meeting in an agency. They say this two bed has just fallen through. It's the one with the big garden, big enough for a dog. They instantly think, oh, yeah. John and Mary, they have a dog. An agent's not going to know unless you tell them. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is up to you as well as the agent. I bought a, a, a property purely from developing a, a relationship with an agent many years ago because I was the underbidder on a property 
around the street or around the corner from this one I ended up buying and I was devastated I didn't Aww. get it. It went to auction and I, I didn't get the property actually as it turned out. <laughs> it was just as well. I didn't, I would have overpaid for it I think yeah. at the time. But the agent remembered me and I'd been saying to her, oh, look, I'm devastated. I really thought that was going to be the forever home. And sure enough, a couple of weeks later, property around the corner from that one I lost out on came up and I was the first person she rang. There you go. And was first in to see it, you know, made the offer. So there is absolutely a place for you to get the alert and do your research. But actually, when you continue the journey and you're really in the midst of trying to buy It'll be that relationship with the agent that will carry you through. And as you say, they don't get paid until they sell the property. Yeah. So they're motivated to keep you interested in it and, and to and keep match it going. Right. Because yeah. if they incorrectly match, they're more likely to have a sale fall through. Yeah. If they know you love a property, then when they're trying to sell your offer and someone else's offer yeah. to a vendor, they're able to say, well, she loves the area. Her yeah. mum's around the corner. She's yeah. always said she wanted to walk to work. When they know those snippets, a vendor's going, OK, yeah. I have two people willing to pay me. What if one of them falls mm-hmm. through? The more they know about you being a solid bid, mm-hmm. the better. So mm-hmm. like con- getting into conversation with the agent early is is great. Yeah. And I always think a great question to ask agents is why is the vendor selling? Oh, stunning. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great question to ask, because if you can understand the answer to that question, it might be. And what we're seeing in the market quite a bit here in Ireland at the moment is people, vendors are selling, but they haven't bought yet. Invariably, when that happens, they might like slightly longer closing. Right Mm -hmm. now. And if you're cool with that and if it suits you um, to be able to say, well, look, I can commit to longer closing. Mm -hmm. Who do you think the agent's going to recommend? Yes. As opposed to the person who's saying, oh, my God, my lease is up in a month's time. I absolutely need a short Mm -hmm. closing here. The Mm -hmm. vendor and the agent are going to go for the buyer who can work with them. So if you can understand the answer to that question and things like how long has the property been on the market, it just shows you. Is there a potential for a bit of negotiation, right? That yes. if the property's been on a while and maybe it had gone sale agreed and it's fallen out of bed and it's back on the market now again, mm. you've a very motivated vendor to try and get that deal done. Yeah. And just simple things like, are there any offers? Are you on the asking price at the moment? What's your sense about where this will get to? You mm-hmm. know, you can learn a lot by striking up that type of conversation with the agent. So much. Yeah. And I think well, so many people miss out on it because yeah. I think, don't get me wrong, there's rogue agents, but there's rogues in every industry, to be honest. Mm-hmm. When you think about buying a home in a more strategic way, mm-hmm. you don't need to win a, the art of a conversation with an yeah. agent. The aim for your conversation with the agent is for them to know enough about you that they can match you well to a property yeah. and they can believe that you are perfect for the property. Absolutely. And then you're into great bidding. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And doing your research as well around any planning permissions in the area. Yes. If you're overlooking nice green fields at the moment, chances <laughs> are it's not going to be nice green fields in the next number of years. Yeah. So how know, long do I have this for? Yeah. yeah. So you need to, you know, be shrewd about it and do your research to see is there any if there's a big housing scheme going up mm-hmm. around the corner or is there new schools being built, for example, that might be useful planning permission you'd like to know about, for example. But definitely the 
the, the vendor motivation for selling is a big one. That yeah. would always be my first one. And especially to know if they have bought something else. Yes. You know, that you need to have your stuff and you need to be go. ready to go. Yeah. yeah. And and that's where the pressure can come on with solicitors and, mm. you know, get, drawing down your mortgage and all of that. So, you know, either way, you'd like to know, do they want a long closing or do they want a short closing? Yeah. What do the next few months look like for yeah. you? But I think what you'll find in this market will be the answer a lot of the time will be favouring a longer closing. Mm-hmm. And if you're mm-hmm. flexible, it, I guess it just opens up more to you. It does. Know? And that's where first time buyers, I will say from someone who buys for investors, even though it seems like it's set up against so many first time buyers in bidding, they are m- so much more favoured by a lot of vendors because they are more flexible on time often. It can be a longer closing because they're able to wait that little bit longer because they're not selling anything. They're not in a chain. Exactly. So a lot of vendors love a first time buyer because if there is a hiccup, they're not saying, well, I have to back out because I have to sell this property. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and you have your approval in principle, you know, yeah. and that would be a huge tip I would give somebody, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't really be making offers or bidding on properties if you don't have your approval and principle yeah. Yeah. in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. You're just wasting your own time. Yeah. You're wasting the agent's time. And you're and pushing yourself down the agent's recommendation you list. absolutely yeah. are. I go back to, you know, what I was saying at the start of this, how important it is to have that relationship with the agent, you know, so they have a job to do. Mm-hmm. They're not really going to entertain you making an offer if you don't have proof that mm-hmm. you have your approval in principle. And the other, I suppose, bit of sobering advice I would give people, and we were talking about this earlier, is perfectionism in your search yeah. <laughs> will kill your search. It's just like you will never buy anything. <laughs> so you have to be prepared to compromise. <laughs> You know, yeah, like, you do. I've asked you like what the biggest mistake people can make in their search and you were telling me it's they can spend ages. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, it really reminded me of like what it's like to date in London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because Every man is convinced that there is a six foot four model around the corner who speaks 55 languages and she actually doesn't have to work. She's from a really rich family and <laughs> and she also will give the best children and she's free and available and she loves men who treat women terribly <laughs> and she's around the corner. And that's what I find a lot of people are like in their home search. They're just yeah. kind of like they want to take all of these boxes it is almost impossible to tick them. You make it at the home. Yeah. You know, you 100%. you will do that. You know, so do you think spending too long on the market? Spending is- too, because you get weary from it, mm. you know, and I know people, a friend of mine actually, and he is somebody that has bought and sold property. So he should know a bit better, to be honest, at this point in, in his life. But he searched for three years. Okay, and in those three years, he had sold his house um, just for COVID. He'd sold his house. He was renting a one bedroom apartment with all of his stuff crammed in there and more stuff he was paying for in storage. And he started searching the market. Okay, so I was sending him links to lovely properties that I thought were exactly right for him. What you want on my home, (laughs) you know, this is exactly what you have told me you are looking for. And it took him three years to eventually buy something because he was convinced that the next new fantastic thing was going to be around the corner and he just had to wait for it. He spent in those three years, he spent three years in rent. Interest rates increased in that three year period and property values went up by about 12 to 15 percent in his chosen location. Mm -hmm. So when he eventually bought, I said to him, you do realize 
You could have brought, bought this property or something similar three years ago when yeah. you sold. Nothing changed about you as the buyer. Like you had the exactly. money, you had the capability. But he just needed to go through that process for eventually yeah. him to go, OK, I actually do need to buy. Yeah. So, you know, perfectionism really and taking too long can be the death knell yeah. for people. Yeah. So you need to be very clear on what your non-negotiables are. Mm -hmm. So if your non-negotiable is southwesterly orientation or it has to be three beds, it can't be two or you're looking for a house, you're not looking for an apartment. So whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be really clear on, OK, that's my red line. I am absolutely I'm not going to entertain a property that isn't a three bed. Get it off the alert yeah. immediately. Yeah. So don't waste your time. Fine, go and see a few of them at the, at the early part of your search just to make yourself happy mm -hmm. that this is part of my search criteria. Yeah. But you do have to commit to, you know, your shortlist of these are the criteria that I am committing to. And you just do have to take the plunge because what's going to happen? You're you do need somewhere to live. Interest rates have been increasing. Yeah. You know, rent has been increasing, as we all know. Mm -hmm. And as I said earlier, prices aren't going to run away from you, nor are they going to take a massive drop from yeah. what I can see in the market. People deserve to have a roof over their heads, you know, and invariably what we find is that it is cheaper to buy than it is to rent in most locations. Yeah. Now, if you have like your deposit and your mortgage in exactly. principle. Yeah. I, if I, you're ready to go and you just need to put the time in. Yeah. Give it a timeline, mm -hmm. you know, give it. OK, I'm going to give this nine months. Yeah. Right. And if we haven't found that property for us within the nine months, do you know what? We're just going to have to take a break from it for three or four months yeah, because it becomes wallpaper. It really does. And, and you become wearisome of it. And you resent it. And it, it's then it's not about finding a home anymore. No. When you keep on going and you keep thinking, I don't know if I want to bid on this because around the corner is this mystical house that's ticking all the boxes. You're probably not going to find something that ticks all the boxes. Yeah. So it is taking that leap of faith, really. Yeah. But I think you're right. Setting, I would say that to friends, set your time. Yeah. Do the best that you can in that time. Yeah. You know, exactly. And you at least you have to make a decision for the here and now. Yeah. Right. And it could be the right property for where you are now. You can do a bit of future proofing, maybe if yes. you can. Yeah. Um, but don't get too hung up on the future proofing piece, because yeah. I've bought and sold four homes at this stage mm -hmm. in, and I'm in my early 50s. Mm -hmm. And I've been fortunate I've been able to do that. But each of those properties, when I bought them, was the right property for that particular moment exactly, in my life. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's a forever, ever, ever home. Yeah. But you could trade this again in eight mm -hmm. years time, 10 years time and move to a larger property or a different location or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't become overly fixated with, oh, my God, this is the biggest decision I'm ever going to have to make. Yeah. Like we're told all the time by yeah. people. For the next 40 years, I'm yeah. going to just be in, in these walls. Yeah. You, you change as a person. Of course you do. Mm -hmm. And your requirements change because yeah. maybe you don't have kids now. You might have kids in the future. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Exactly. So, like, there are, you need to make the right decision within a five year kind of window. Do you see yourself here for five years? Does it suit you? And as long as you're buying it within your budget, 
you have a mortgage that you can afford to pay, you're somewhat confident and secure in your employment and your ability and you're feeling confident about your future earning power, just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. You will change as a person. God, when I lived for my first one flats in London, it was because it was in walking distance to my favourite club and behind my favourite kebab shop. I was the happiest person for about five years there. Yeah. Like then your relationship with your home changes. Now I want to make sure there's outdoor space and stuff. Don't think that you know yourself in 10 years. I had no idea back then what I'd be like now. You know, mm-hmm. you don't even know what you're going to be like in five yeah. years. Within reason, if you know you're going to have children, yeah. like you say, or, yeah. you know, you want certain things like a car space and stuff like that. But yeah, I think buying for you for 30 years, you've no idea. Yeah, and know? I think people get very hung up on it needs to be perfect. Yes. You can make it perfect, like yeah. from the point of view of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing personally I would not compromise for me is light yes. and heat and yeah. orientation. Yeah. Um, I've bought north facing properties. I've bought east facing properties, you know, and every time I bought them, I convinced myself this will be fine. You oh, will, really? You will make it work. Okay, you're yeah. in property. You will be able to yeah. make this work. You'll be able to put skylights in. You'll be able to change the orientation of the house. And that is my no-go red line area. Oh, I, yeah. f- having lived in properties that, um, you know, as I say, I tried to force myself to think that <laughs> I was going to, to make it uh, happen <laughs> for me. But yeah, orientation for me personally and light it are the two red lines. Yeah, you're non-negotiables. Can, absolutely. And I can sacrifice on the size of it and the number of bedrooms and maybe not having any outdoor space, mm-hmm. you know, if it was an apartment, for example, that I would sacrifice for having a comfortable, light-filled, right you know, good orientation as I would I, I would Amazing. describe it. Because yeah. some people then are like, I just have to have a big garden because everyone's different. Yeah, everyone's everyone shopping different. list is different. It's, it, it's honestly so like picking a partner. Yeah. You know, like and you'll never meet anyone perfect. And yeah. If anyone seems too perfect, we all know they're <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Get us a rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So look, have your list have, and know that it isn't going to be perfect. Yeah. And, but can you live with the imperfections, you know, and yeah. move on with your life? Mm-hmm. And it isn't the be all and end all, like biggest decision of your life. It's an important decision. Yes. But it's one that you might be making a slightly different decision on down the line. And don't yeah. get too fixated on yeah. the 35 year plan. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, exist. Have we've learned anything yeah. in the past four years? You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Right? So, if you were sitting in front of a friend who's starting out their first time buyer search, so you'd be telling them set your alerts up, and what would be your other kind of at the dinner party? Your words of wisdom. I think start researching locations, talking to family and friends, get your finances in order after you've done the alert piece and just get out and start going for viewings. There is a lot of grant assistance available for first time buyers as well. The first home scheme, the help to buy scheme. Mm -hmm. And there's great grants available for vacant properties and derelict properties now. And I think people should be maybe keeping an open mind on those type of properties as well. And also the refurbishment grants from the SEAI to upgrade the the BER rating of a property. So there's lots of finance available um, that you should know about Mm -hmm. and and work that into your figures, your affordability figures. and get mortgage approved in principle. Yeah. And then start getting out and about and putting in the legwork, putting in the time, doing the viewings. And yeah, you know, enjoy it. It should be a really exciting time. Yeah. And don't make it 
you know, too much of a chore. It should be yeah. it should be fun as well. Um, and it's a very exciting time for people. And my fervent desire is to you to get a lot out of my home when you're going through the real active search piece. But then my best wish would be that you take the app off your phone because that <laughs> to me will mean that you have bought. Yeah, it's been a successful exactly. matchmaking process. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So you should be off the shelf and in, in your home and I'd be quite happy to see you on your way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, it, it, it just needs a bit of commitment, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got this, like they, all the tools are out there. They absolutely yeah. are. And just keep asking for advice from from people that have been through the journey before. Rely on the data and all those price change features are there in my home and you should start to use those few tools as well. They have your back. Exactly. Thank you so much. This I could literally talk to you now all <laughs> evening. That was so good. Thanks for taking the time to give us such good advice. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Let's talk approval in principle. Finding your dream home takes time. And that's where mortgage pre-approval comes in handy. For your approval in principle, simply have a lender assess your creditworthiness and give you an estimated amount. With Bank of Ireland, you get 12 months approval in principle, giving you more time to get it right. Search Bank of Ireland Mortgages for more stunning steps to make your mortgage journey smoother. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only. Mortgage approval is subject to the assessment of suitability and affordability. Property and life insurance are required. You mortgage your property to secure the loan. Bank of Ireland Mortgage Bank UC trading as Bank of Ireland Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.